0: growing economic power in the world is this big mega corporation right and and they they want to work through the medium of China because it's it's their political system is best suited to have a corporate structure all over the world right? Right. people got to know what their enemy is because if you don't know what you're up against you're going to be defeated right build up our own local assemblies now so that people can hold on to that sacred idea that we can govern ourselves because that's it we're facing political genocide that whole notion is going to is being exterminated. Fear isn't that important because if you get enough people together with a vision, boom, it's gone. Yeah, the harder thing to get rid of is selfishness and self-concern. Everyone's saying, Oh, I'm just worried about my own little life here. If you once you lose that and you say to hell with this, I'm gonna fight for those children, I'm gonna fight for our country, fear goes away, inhibition goes away. It's it's like, you know, overcoming that self concern to a group concern. What are we gonna do to build a new nation?
1: Carbon 60 or C60 first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high quality 99.9% pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10% and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Kevin Annette coming back to the program. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I listened to the whole thing over again as I was editing and putting it all together, and I thought, you know, this one's really good. So I hope you enjoy it and learn something from it. I want to say there's one thing, though, I kind of have to correct. It's not a correction. What I say is that it's really stupid to have to fill out paperwork for your freedom. And it is stupid to have to fill out a piece of paper to be free. But that being said, I don't think you shouldn't do it because it's kind of like it's really dumb that you have to have a prescription for something that you know you need and you're probably more educated than whoever's giving you the script but you have to get the darn thing. You know, like when chiropractors or holistic doctors—I think holistic doctors have to get a script from a MD. They have to do that, and that's even dumber. But they don't—they don't have a choice. And it's because it's a system that's created that way. So there's a lot of dumb things, and that's a doozy of a dumb thing to fill out paperwork to be free. We should be born free, but. You know, when you listen to what you hear in context, and I just want to say, I'm not advocating for you not to go forward and do what maybe what Roger Sales is telling you to do, if you haven't seen that show, or what the Anna Vine Rights is telling you to do. What I like is that Roger Sales' his approach is a, is a simple way. It's another piece of armor to make sure that you're safe. And what I like about Anna Rights and them is that they're doing assemblies and doing the grass roots work that needs to be done. So there's some really good things going on in this country and around the world for our sovereignty. And I just think we need to keep pushing. We got to push it back against these tyrants. And that's the only, I don't know if there's another way. I think we've gone too far. I think the the criminals and the tyrants are, are too embedded and we need something new. And like Buckmeister Fuller used to say, that you need to create something new. Don't look to fix the old. Create something new that's better and you'll people will embrace it and I think that's what we need to do. The other thing that I wanted to tell you is I have this terminology sheet that tells you the difference between the lawful Uh, American terminology versus the legal or the British terminology, the difference between land and soil jurisdiction or the sea jurisdiction, and there's all these different words. For example, instead of the British word for constitution and the American word for declaration of independence, or you say state citizen or state national versus U.S. citizen or citizen of the United States then there's other things like a republic versus a democracy we you hear people say democracy all the time we're really a republic you have lawful person versus legal person you have good faith agreements versus contracts autographs versus signatures you know i i gotta tell you like so many other things that i think is bs i want to reclaim some of these words once we get free again and we aren't in this bs system we got to reclaim some of these words and just say this is bs we are free we're born free and i don't care what word we use somebody uses autograph we should be able to use autograph for what it means even though in the stupid british legal sense it doesn't mean that i it's just we got to reclaim some of these words and no matter what anybody does we're still free That being said, I want to tell you, go to my website, sarawestall.com, sign up for my newsletter. I have a lot of things that I've been posting there. I think you will get something out of it. If you like to read articles, go there because I've been posting a lot of articles. I write a lot of articles. Also, Ebeneer, Roger Sales' book is up on Ebeneer for my members. If you cannot afford Ebeneer, it's only $5 a month. So most people in the world can afford Ebeneer, at least most people in the United States can afford Ebeneer. And so if, but if you can't let me know, and you can have a free subscription to that, just send me something in my, you know, in the contact form and I'll get you a free subscription. And then if you ever get into a better situation where you can't afford it, you can sign up to give me $5 or whatever you can afford. a month to help pay for that platform. All I ask is for you to share my work and everybody please share the work. That's how we get it out there. And I'm on a lot more platforms. I have people helping me, someone helping me now. I'm getting on a bunch more platforms. So I'm on about 10 different video platforms, and I'm going to get on more social platforms too. That's coming. Everything's so fractured, so I want to get out there and have more people access to this information. Okay, let's get into this really, really good discussion. I really enjoyed this one with Kevin Annett. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for joining the program again.
0: It's great to be back, Sarah. Thanks.
1: Yeah, we have a little bit of delay, so hopefully this won't um, interfere with our flow, but I think we can handle it. I I am always impressed with you and your ability to, to keep going, because I think you're the most persecuted person right now that I know, and that says a lot.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, you learn it after a while, you know, doing years of this kind of work, it just becomes second hat, uh, second yeah. nature almost. Yep. But um, it's, you know, the situation is encouraging. Uh, and, you know, we can get into that. But I, you see more and more working on the ground with people. I see incredible things happening all the time.
1: Well, and that's so great because more and more people are figuring it out. They're seeing more of what's going on. I, too, had a recent death threat a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was like a month ago now. But somebody that you have had had um, some interaction with in the past. And, you know, I think it just comes with the territory, but we can't back down. And I think it shows that they're just more desperate right now.
0: They are. And, you know, I, in a workshop I did last week with people, uh, these were farmers in Southern Ontario. Um, I said, look, if, you know, their big concern was, well, can the police arrest us if we, if we assert our sovereignty and, you know, come up with our own laws and our local assemblies? I said, no, I mean, yeah, they can do that, but it's a sign of weakness on their part. When you have to beat somebody up, you, you have admitted that you've lost, that you have no other way to do, but just, you know, impose force on them. And when, when the state does that, it's an acknowledgement that their backs are to the wall, right?
1: Well, I don't think most, some of the, or a lot, most of the people that implement their rules don't even understand what sovereignty yeah. is. And they've been brainwashed to think that anybody who wants that, or we were born that way, but anybody who wants that freedom are terrorists. That's what they tell them. They're on the FBI terrorists, and it's all BS. Uh, it's like, no, the true terrorists are the ones who well, are taking your freedom away.
0: Well, also when you look at the whole situation in the world, I mean, I don't know who, who is making decisions in America, but why in God's name would America attack Russia when China is taking over their country? I mean, this is such an obvious manipulation to get Russian America to fight each other while China picks up all the marbles, right? Uh, you'd think somebody in government would recognize that fact, right? But it's like everyone's operating in this bubble. The higher up you go in the system, the stupider you seem to get, right?
1: Well, I, they're, they're That's why they're up there. I think that's why yeah. they put they put people in position who are who are able to implement their narrative, but are not smart enough or bra- brainwashed or blackmailed. So, that that's all they do.
0: Right. Well, and the, the, there's also the, the Chinese money factor. You know, there's a lot of Chinese money in the American political system at work. And, and uh, you know, well, Canada's even more blatant about that. We can get into that stuff that's been happening recently. But I mean, well, Canada yeah, well, is basically, yeah.
1: No, keep going. I wanted to say to talk about two things with you today. I wanted yeah. to talk about the Pope and the, the official apology and what that really means and then i wanted to talk about canada because they're they're going off the deep end i mean we saw that with justin trudeau and and you know the bank the confiscation of bank accounts and all these things but they just announced that they're going to go forward with the digital id i mean the they're just going crazy
0: well all roads lead to beijing right i mean especially in canada um and and so um, we can start there if you like and get around to Bergoglio, who's kind of the Yeah.
1: Well, now why do you com- think comically- le- well yeah, let's talk about that, but let's okay, China first, but why do you think it's China versus the World Economic Forum? Or is it China <clears throat> is it China through the World Economic or is it the World Economic Forum yeah. through China?
0: Well, that's generally speaking, that's that's the case, but don't forget these are labels for the masses. you know these things don't exist in practice. I mean, you've got the growing economic power in the world is this big mega corporation, right and and they they want to work through the medium of China because it's it's their political system is best suited to have a corporate structure all over the world, right? Yeah no tradition of democracy or common law or sovereignty or independent that whole European tradition of critical thinking and challenging authority and and all that doesn't exist there they've got the old confucian um mandarin maoist notion that you've got the emperor and he tells everybody what to do well that's what the mega corporation wants so they're kind of working through china about 100 years from now there's not going to be countries not going to be governments there'll be the mega corporation and that's what everything's evolving towards so naturally they're going to grab a country like canada with all these vast resources and uh trudeau in a sense is 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 an open puppet of the Chinese. And everybody knows that. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, he's doing all that, but, you know, it involves the Vatican too. That's why Biden went over there on his hands and knees, uh, you know, in front of the Pope to beg him not to transfer all this Vatican bank wealth East, which is what's been going on. Um, and so these are like hand puppets to, to hide the really bigger drama going on that, you know, affects everybody.
1: And what is that?
0: like I said, the 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 evolution of, of the system towards a, a global corporation
1: yeah. um,
0: where there are not government. I mean, more than you know, the hundred, if you look at the 150 largest uh, corporations in the world, that's where all the growth is coming from. They're not from governments anymore. They're bigger economies than governments. And it's all in the Pacific Rim area. That's where two thirds of all the Economic growth is happening now and China controls it. So America's kind of just dwindling away uh, in this civil war that Ch- I mean, like the Chinese read Sun Tzu. He says, get it defeat of your enemy by getting them to fight each other. So you got the reds and the blues, and they're all attacking each other, and America's divided in a civil war, basically, and uh, distracted over in the Ukraine. Meanwhile, China's buying the whole deal. And I mean, it's it's just kind of an inevitable evolution when you look at the way it's it's being developing but I mean it's people got to know what their enemy is because if you don't know what you're up against you're going to be defeated right
1: you will for sure and a lot of you know if you look at Klaus Schwab's book they said that they want everything to move to China because the people are are more docile you know they they operate they've been brainwashed to be passive
0: Yep, I mean absolutely. It, it's right in the culture, going back thousands of years. Um, and you know, the one thing that they can't tolerate is that tradition out of English common law that says the people can establish the government and do away with it whenever they want. It's our born inherent liberty. You know, in the Chinese system, inherent liberties aren't recognized. There's only the rights you're granted by the ruler. So it's like Roman law. That's why the Vatican gets along with them so well, because it's just like Roman law you know, the Vatican that they imposed for so long. Um, so that's why, do you remember when we had about a dozen assemblies, Commonwealth Republic assemblies operating on the west coast of Canada, every single one of them was destroyed within about a three month period, because that's the Chinese backyard. Now they don't want citizen assemblies operating and passing their own laws and say no more, no more COVID measures. I mean, that's a sign of what, you know, what's happened, what the future, you know, is for all of us unless we build up our own local assemblies now so that people can hold on to that sacred idea that we can govern ourselves because that's, it. we're facing political genocide. That whole notion is going to, is being exterminated.
1: Yeah, that's what their goal is, is totally exterminate us. Now, I would see that BlackRock and company, it's, it's not just China, it's these, these big investors. Now, do you think China has a lot of influence or main influence on BlackRock?
0: Well, it's kind of a merger going on, right? It's like, don't forget, it's like when you're talking about churches or, or governments uh, or lawyers in court, they create the impression of that there's sides and divisions, right? But in fact, they're it's the same club. And yeah, so I mean, the corporation, when you look at, at the way BlackRock operates now, he- like the Vatican Bank, heavily oriented to China. Yep. And it's it's slave labor force and it's captured markets and it's it's you know it that's the direction it's all flowing now like in England and then to America the world economy is flowing towards China.
1: And you know I I talked to um, Harley Schlanger and Harley believes that it's propaganda that people are against China because China is not really that that i I just think there's bad guys everywhere and there's this globalist agenda but you know there's this big push saying that that's they're claiming that we think they're the boogeyman and they're not because in in the united states there is a lot of of propaganda as you know and they talk about china a lot and that he believes it's that's part of the propaganda but you're saying with your research no that's absolutely true
0: well, it's just the facts that China's taken over the, the world economy. I mean, it's not a matter of uh, moral right and wrong. There is no right and wrong in this, in this system we live under. It's all about power. Yes, and yes. the rising power is China. You can't deny that. And there's no such thing as the Chinese. I mean, you know, I, I think ordinary men and women all over the world have a lot more in common yep. than Chinese versus Americans. I mean, you know, your own enemy are your, the elites in your own country, frankly. And it's time we, we link hands across the border. And that's actually what we're doing more and more in our common law republic movement. We've now got people in nine countries that wanna to work together in July. We're gonna have an online conference where we can start coordinating our work to hold on to our liberties. And one of these countries is Russia. I spoke to people in Russia and Sweden. They, they love the idea of a republic in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in the traditional sense you know, of, of people governing themselves and uh, they looked at the American constitution and all of that. And it's really exciting because you see this other reality growing up all over the world, which is our answer to that corporatocracy, right?
1: Yeah, well, and I just did a show on that as well. And people are desperately trying to figure out how to get out of this system. And I think you're absolutely right. It's just, um, will they acknowledge no matter what happens, you know, because it is, it, common law is international law, but will they acknowledge it? Or will they just be, take the hats off and be all out tyrants?
0: Who's they, who will acknowledge it? Do you mean the?
1: The the elites that are imposing this? You no,
0: know, never, they'll never acknowledge it because it's like, why would they say, oh yeah, you people have the right to govern yourselves. <laughs> you know, they'll never admit it. Uh, You know, as a matter of fact, there's a huge counteroffensive now in the corporate media uh, against common law. They they say it's a terroristic philosophy and kind of ignoring a thousand years of history and going back to Magna Carta. Suddenly that's all subversive. Well, yeah, because it's a direct challenge to the corporate Roman Chinese model of hierarchy and one ruler telling everybody what to think and do. And, and so, yeah, it'll be ne- never acknowledged by them, but they don't matter. What matters is the people on the ground acknowledging it and taking our eyes off them, you know, who supposedly yeah. run everything. In fact, we run everything. We, we're that's just right. a sleeping giant. We haven't discovered our own power. Once we do, they fall. People just have to pull out and create their own system. And that's what we're trying to do with the grassroots all over the place
1: they pretty much follow if the herd wants to do something and everybody wants to do something they have to follow because they the power of the herd is too powerful so the quest is to get enough of us to understand this now do you think that there will be enough of us to be able to just ignore their bs
0: you only need five to ten percent really uh, when you look at history that's it's ten percent of people who make a revolution the rest come along, right? And, yep, and adapt to yep. the status quo, the new status quo, but you're not ever going to reach the majority. And I say to people in the training and workshops we do, don't worry about 90% of the people out there. Focus on the ones who who have taken the step in their own mind and in their own lives that they want to get out. You know, the old question is, you know, do you want in or do you want out? If you want into the system, then don't worry about what we're saying, because we're going to prevent you from staying in the system. If those who want to get out and build something new, those are the ones you're orient to. And when those people are organized, they're far more powerful than speaking to a hundred people who are afraid, right? Or too selfish to say, well, there's something going on besides just my own house and me, right?
1: Yep. Well, because you understand what it is that you're fighting for. The rest of the people don't know what they're fighting for. And that's what becomes a challenge. I mean, they don't really even, I don't even know (laughs) it's like they're not even there in a lot of ways. They fight you though. That's a problem. They'll fight you.
0: Well, it's that funny thing in all of us. We have this love hate thing about the system. All of us, we're, we're kind of like two, two minds. Those of us, once you get awake about stuff or you've had a horrible thing happen in your life, you go, wait a minute. I hate this system. It destroys people. It it feeds off us. We got to have something else. But then the other part of us Is afraid of breaking right away. And we're we're attached. It's kind of like a group mind and we're part of it. And when something threatens it, we pull back and we we don't wanna, you know, there's a war within ourselves. And when you know, we draw a line and say, You got to choose, and people don't like that. And I found that in assemblies when people turn and destroy the assembly, it isn't just operatives and and police operatives who break up assemblies, it's mostly the people themselves who sabotage it because they get afraid. And then they they justify it their their own self-betrayal by finding a scapegoat like Kevin. You know, Kevin was trying to tell us what to do. Don't believe him, right? All of that stuff you get from people who five minutes before were all supportive because it's that split in, in us. And we have to be aware of that, otherwise it can control us, you know, unconsciously.
1: That's and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that they they'll fight us. But you've right. had some major wins lately. I mean, the the Pope. Uh, apologized for the mass graves and what's going on can you talk about that
0: well don't forget an apology is not i'm sorry well what i know that's why you? i want
1: you to talk about this, but it did okay. admit it did admit they exist which is the well
0: most- they, they can admit it now because there's no consequence they've already been given complete li- uh you know uh
1: Immunity- they're not
0: liable for anything that was an arrangement Canada did over the years with the churches. Uh, you can you can amend that stuff and there'll be no consequence because their own, only concern is their money. And that's being assured. So now they can say whatever they like because they know there's not going to be any any bad consequence for them. But d- an apology is also a way under the law to say, I'm not sorry for what I did. It is. I'm defending what I did. Yeah, look it up in the, in the Webster's Dictionary. An apologetic, the word, it comes from Latin and Greek, apologia means to defend an action or to defend somebody else's opinion. Like, you know, in English literature, they say an apologetic where you're, de- you're defending somebody. So an apology in practice means when I apologize, n- notice they never say I'm sorry, because that's a human saying I'm, go- I'm culpable. I-, I apologize means I didn't do anything wrong. That's the legal meaning of it. But but the uh... again, two minds, everyone hears it as, oh, he's sorry now, things will be better. Help. I mean, they apologize for residential schools. That hasn't stopped the murder and trafficking of children. doesn't mean anything, these words. So he was forced to do that because, the, you know, the, the tide was rising too much on the Vatican and they had to do a gesture. And they knew that that word puts people back to sleep. In fact, it protects them legally and makes them look good. And that's really what it's all about when it, it comes to these criminals, right?
1: Yeah, they just care about what they look like. Well, the nice part of it is, even though it, it just so much in these legalese, everything means the opposite of what the word stands for. But in the minds of the people, it means that they did it and they admitted to it.
0: Yeah, well, again, don't, don't forget that's part of the mentality. Oh, those that, that happened a long time ago. A few bad things happened yeah. to children. Now we make it better. That's why he, Bergoglio was brought in in the first place, because after we forced Ratzinger out of office, they needed a big spin doctor in the Vatican. That's, he was brought in in less than forty-eight hours, it was the quickest papal election in history. Uh, you know, the first time a Jesuit was elected a pope, and in fact, Jesuits aren't allowed to be popes under their own rules. So it was a stage-managed kind of um, not even election, but a selection. He was stuck in to be the big spin doctor, which is what he's been doing for years, trying to put a new face on the Vatican, right? Keep everyone distracted while they head east to China, right, and make themselves look good. I mean. It, it's all predictable. It all keeps playing out the same thing happened in Canada over the last 20 years, right?
1: Yeah, which is just crazy. Okay, so now we, we know this corporation is trying. We're seeing the BlackRock, we're seeing Vanguard, we're seeing all these things all consolidate. So we know if you've been paying attention, this is happening. But let's talk about the child sacrifice and the rituals. Are they now, are they all part, or the majority of them, part of the satanic cult? if they're up that high or when we talk about business they don't really care it's just business
0: well you know it that is so ingrained into the system for a number of reasons not just the abuse and trafficking of children but their sacrificial killing um that you know it's 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 not even a matter of talking about satanism it's part of their system you can call the whole system satanic which would be accurate but um it it operates everywhere and to give you an example of that One of the, we just signed, the Republic of Canada just signed a treaty with the Chilcotin indigenous nation. They're in central British Columbia and uh, they signed a formal treaty with us. We recognize each other's sovereignty as independent nations outside Canada and the whole mess, right? Mm -hmm. One of the first things the Chilcotin people did with us is share all sorts of details about the present trafficking of their children. And these children disappear. Guess where to? They head north to Prince Rupert the super port near Alaska on the British Columbia coast where China owns it now they pump out all the liquid natural gas through this uh, chinese owned port they bring in the illegal chinese immigrants and they take children out through there native children for organ trafficking for you know all of these purposes so it's happening as we speak and that's why you need the you know the distraction from rome and all these other people to make people think you know it, it, somehow it's gotten better when in fact it's getting worse all the time because uh, China can now operate with impunity wherever they like in Canada. Under the laws of Trudeau Brennan, the first law he brought in when he came to office, Foreign Investment Protection Act, China can buy up anything and even station its troops in Canada. So why isn't Trudeau bounced out for treason? Well, because the whole system's operating in that direction, right?
1: Well, it seems that, you know, it's business. The, the human sacrifice is business when it comes to trafficking. But for them, it's more than that. It's a religion. And, and so it's, it's more, that's why I said, is it just business to most no. of these people? Or is it, it's their fundamental religion?
0: It is. Um, and don't forget, human sacrifice, child sacrifices in every culture going back thousands of years. In, in our Western tradition, women and children had no status. They were things under Roman and Greek law. And that entered into European law that, you know, a woman is a chattel of a, of a man, um, you know, and a child is an object to be disposed of however you like. That's why there were no child protection laws until very recently, why children were hanged at age eight if they stole some bread in England in the 1800s. Oh, I mean, you know, and worked to death in mines and workshops genocide and mass murder of children has always been a tool of state and church. It's always been part of the way that you keep people intimidated, terrified, traumatized at a young age, terrified of how your children could be grabbed unless you stay in line. You know, we say that all over the place. And it's a way to control people. But also, like you say, energetically, they live off that energy. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's all of those things. It's how a few control the many, Right.
1: Yeah. And that's why freedom of speech is so important for them not to have freedom of speech. Our country was so amazing. And that's what people don't realize. We took it for granted for so long that we don't realize what the world was without our country and what it's moving back to. And they're taking advantage of the naive nature of people just not knowing. And they're helping them usher in this incredible brutality that they have no idea what they're ushering in or helping with.
0: You're right, Sarah. The, the main target of this whole corporatocracy and led by China is the destruction of the American ideal, which is that people can govern themselves and that the constitution of those people is the highest law and it's higher than any authority in the world, except God, of course. Uh, you know, John Adams said that America is the first country in history and possibly the last that believes that there are no sovereigns. The people as a whole are sovereign. Well, that is an idea that's subversive in the mind of the corporatocracy, which now owns a lot of the government and a lot yes. of the system. So we have to have another American revolution. And that same revolution in all these countries I've talked about, people are yearning, they're going in that direction. But our task to hold on to that is sacred because if it goes, there goes the human race.
1: The, yes, I think you're right because these guys, like you said, they are satanic. And it sounds to people who aren't involved in this, it just sounds crazy. And it is crazy, but it's true.
0: Our experience bears that out all the time. You know, yeah. your experience never lies, right?
1: Yeah. I, I, and I think you yeah. So what you, you, you keep talking about how it just keeps getting better and better. And there's so many good things happening. What are some of the good things happening that you've seen lately? And, and it gives people a lot of hope. And so it's really great that you're seeing some development.
0: A lot of it's very local, but that's where the that's where grass grows locally. That's how it starts. People tend to think really big, like, OK, we're going to have a, a global movement now and overthrow. And that's not going to happen. It's going to take generations, but it, it's got to be built on a local, solid foundation of people learning these principles and acting and reclaiming. So we're doing that. And to give you an example, this conference I spoke at in uh, southern Ontario, mostly farming families, um, North of Detroit, at about 50 miles, right in that area of southern Ontario. And they've set up on the basis of our republic. They've already reclaimed the local courthouse. They've told the police to stand down. They're electing their own citizen militia and sheriffs. They're reclaiming the taxes. They're keeping all the federal tax money in their community. And they're doing training to teach the next generation about this. They're setting up their own schools and their own health clinics. This is like revolution on the ground. And we, you know, we got—it's like you got to light a thousand of these brush fires, and they can't put them out. You try to build a big organization; it'll get be smashed in a week or a month, as we've learned, time and again. But, you know, th- that's one example. And so, if you're there, it's very exciting on the ground. But you've got to be there, and you've got to have it in your own life to realize how life-giving that is, rather than just looking for hope in kind of an abstract, you know, uh, general picture, which never really gives people the encouragement they need to carry on, right?
1: I agree with you. And I think just the ability to take your own tax money and use it for your own purposes is so enormous that, I mean, because they've been taking and stealing our money and only using it for their purposes. People have no idea that the seriousness of how much this is, like almost everything we give to them just goes for their own purposes, not to help the communities. And as soon as you take that back, you become a whole nother. Everything yeah. changes. You suddenly have the resources to take care yeah. of people.
0: That's our main point. We say, you know, fundamentally, we need the resources. That means reclaiming the buildings, the land, the wealthy assets. Now, of course, we can already do that. One of the first things they did as well is said, look, Catholic, Anglican, United churches—they're criminally convicted bodies. They don't have the right to operate. We're taking back the buildings. Now, some of the native people have started doing that among the Chilcotin. They've taken over the Catholic churches and thrown the priests out on their territory. There's no more Catholic church. They're now running it as, as their own community center. Um, that's something the press never reports. The Catholic church is being thrown off Chilcotin territory, just like in our constitution, they're not allowed to operate within Canada. You know? So, I mean, that's one place to begin these criminally convicted institutions, but it, it anywhere it's interesting under Magna Carta, uh, and this applies to America, of course, which comes out of that common law tradition. Yep, yep. Section 60, 62, or no, section 61 of Magna Carta says if the crown violates the rights of the people or the rights contained with the Magna Carta, the people have the right, through their 25 appointed sheriffs, basically, to seize anything of the kings, his land, his property, except his life and the life of his family. In other words, Canada can be seized right now. Uh, all of it all of the land because it's all quote crown land. Same is true in any country, right? Um, the, the corporate jurisdiction ends as soon as people's rights are violated, the people then have the right to take it all back. You know, that's inherent in common law. That's what they don't want us to know. Right?
1: Yep, yep. Well, I mean, in our country, we're operating in a coup, right? We've had a coup of our government and that of itself is, <laughs> you know, I mean, there, we, can do, we can stand up to that. But we don't know how. To. I think people are afraid to. Yeah, you have to. I well, think it's fear.
0: I go ahead. Also, well, you know, fear is something I've seen go. Fear isn't that important because if you get enough people together with a vision, boom, it's gone.
1: Yeah. The hardest yep.
0: thing to get. Yeah. The harder thing to get rid of is selfishness and self concern. Everyone's saying, "Oh, I'm just worried about my own little life here." If you once you lose that and you say, "To hell with this! I'm going to fight for those children. I'm going to fight for our country," fear goes away. Inhibition goes away. It's it's like you know, overcoming that self-concern to a group concern. What are we going to do to build a new nation? That's right. And, and so um, the trouble now is that America's, Americans are divided down Democratic and Republican paths, and both of them are designed to control people's thinking and action. You know, so many people say, well, if we want to get rid of Biden, we got to vote for Trump. Well, he's serving the same corporate interests, ultimately. He, he says some good things as opposed to Biden, but so does the Pope. Anyone in authority has to say good things to keep their own group in line. You know, so, I mean, we people are going to break from both parties and create a new unity. Like, you know, I give you that example in Grant Township, Pennsylvania, where the people all got together and passed a home rule charter prohibiting the dumping of waste, frack water, polluted fracking water on their land. Right. And the Democrats, Republicans passed a home rule charter saying you're not allowed on our land. And the government had to respect it because it was writing the Pennsylvania Constitution, the right to do that. That's what we need to do everywhere. Unite on a new basis, right?
1: Yes, we do. Well, and people need to realize that the, the power grabs that they're taking right now, I mean, the WHO is going to try to control the entire world through their pandemic treaties. And they actually have amendments that the United States put forward that's going to come into fruition in, in November. And... <laughs> that's going to be pretty serious so we need to get these things in place so we don't have to operate under their bs
0: that's right and you know a lot of people don't like it but they're going to stay in the system unless they see an alternative that's what we've been trying to create you know Um, just because they go along doesn't mean they support it. it means they don't see anything else to be part of once we create that locally and then start building the links with district assemblies and all that build a new nation within the shell of the old then people are going to jump ship and it all starts right here I'm resolved not to obey their murderous system anymore and find people in your neighborhood we say form a local leadership cell of three people and they can form groups of other three and eventually you form uh, an assembly of 12 people who sign a charter and then you're a government you're a local legislature passing your own laws that's how you build up from the grassroots but it starts right there. Determination. No, no more. We're not going along with this, right?
1: Yeah, we know what you do. We know what you've done. We know what you do with our money. And we yep. had enough of it. You, you lie yep. to us and you're not who you say you are. You know, it, I think most of the people in, you know, our space, they know it inherently. We know it. We've seen it. We're like, holy crap. We have to do something. But I'm not sure you're saying only uh, 5% of the people. I think we can get 5% of the people. If 5% is all we need, we can get
0: 5%. Well, it tends to be what happens. You get, um, I mean, we, we had a lot less than that. We forced genocide to the surface in Canada. We forced Ratzinger out. I mean, you don't even need a lot. It depends, you know, like Sun Tzu says in the art of war. Um, if you attack what your enemy loves, they have to respond no matter how small you are. If you strike at the right moment, it doesn't matter how many you are. It's like basic guerrilla warfare. You hit where they don't expect, and then you hit over here, you can outmaneuver them because they're they're big and unwieldy enemy. We have so many advantages, but we just don't know how to use them. We haven't been had to do this before. So we've got to learn quickly. Like you say, there's a great urgency here. You know?
1: There's a huge urgency. And I also think because so many people are concerned about making sure they follow international law. So you know to the T, and I have an issue with all that because I think it's kind of stupid that we really stupid that we have to fill out paperwork international law paperwork so that we're free with tyrants because those tyrants need to recognize our paperwork it's a whole thing is it, there's yeah. it's there's problems right. with that right you know what i'm saying but the people that i talk to also are more concerned and i gotta say this they're more concerned about the individual getting out of the system and and the goal is for that individual if you get enough individuals then it gets to your goal, what we're talking about. And so I understand their motives. But at the same time, I care about the children and every every future generation, because it takes your whole life to figure out this mess. And we shouldn't have our children should not have to live under this tyranny before they figure it out, we should create a new system right. for them. So they're born into a new system.
0: That's why the first thing we do when we form an assembly is get the parents together and we form our own homeschooling network. We, we've written up our own curriculum. We set up our own schools, even in our own homes, You know that's where it begins and just pull them out. And that's not gonna be achieved by some individual writing out a piece of paper and saying, look, I'm free now with my piece of paper. It's not gonna stop the uh, crop at the door, right? Uh, so we need to be organized with our own militia. That's the second thing we organize, our own militia to defend our communities, right? We recruit yep. police to it. They've done that in Southern Ontario. They've got police on board with that. It's gradually tipping, right? Um, so, but you're right. The whole thing you say about you can't use the system to get out of the system, and and it's not an individual action. It begins individually, but it's got to spread out and create an alternative. Otherwise, it's just more individualistic. You know, uh, just a, a, a pretend cure. It doesn't exist. Actually.
1: How do we get more people on board with this line of thinking? Because we're not even, I think we can get there. It makes more sense, but we need to bring these different movements together and say, Hey, we're working so hard to work within their system, which they'll never acknowledge. We no. need to just do these things and we will be fine, but we have to, we need true leaders in this system. You know what I'm saying? Right. That they've been, well- they've been, so much by themselves that they haven't felt, they felt that the only thing they can do is this way versus really being leaders and figuring out a new way.
0: Well, here's the thing. You're right, Sarah. And we find when we go and try to recruit individuals, it hardly ever works because they're still thinking like an individual. But if you link up with a local community group, that's already doing work, And that's for these farmers in ontario they were part of a thing called the community support alliance they were already setting up their own food sharing networks their own land-based you know food alternative systems and we said look okay this is great let's build on that but you need a republic you need a new jurisdiction to operate within otherwise you're still under the old jurisdiction and they can legally come in and grab all this so um once you link up with people who are already doing it you go a lot further than trying to bring people up from square one which is very draining because people are so confused, so many different mixed ideas and they're afraid and they don't wanna act. So you can't get caught up in that. You gotta work with people already doing it and then go a lot further.
1: I think so too. And I think there's a huge opportunity for all the people to come together and realize that, okay, you guys are already there. Maybe you have the legal framework already set up but we gotta look at this difference different in the sense that it's not working. I mean, maybe we have to do the international stuff that they're talking about and some of these things because we want to follow international law, but we can't, we have to acknowledge that they're never going to admit this stuff. No. And we got to get past all these little fights. There's fights on every little detail about who's dotting their I's and yeah. T's right.
0: It's, it's like, well, it, it doesn't deliberate. matter. It's deliberate, Sarah. You know, we never use the term international law very often. We say the law of nature and that, because international law is being taken over just the way the term common law was in England, right? Um, And used by the system. Um, You know, so it's not accidental that there's such a big push on um, filling out papers and and having rallies and all that. That's exactly what the state wants. They want us to go an individual route that can be controlled and contained and they also, you notice groups that are controlled and there's controlled opposition groups all over, right? They, yep. they say the right words, but then they just are in there to monitor and control people's direction. Yep. These controlled opposition groups always do two things. They say, we don't want out of the system. We just want to defend our rights. Second, and the second thing is let's have a big rally. Well, of course they want a big rally. That way everyone who's involved is out there publicly can have their photo taken and everybody's monitored. Right? So it's not about having rallies or filling out papers. It's about creating something different on the ground in our communities. And any group that tries that like us on the West Coast of Canada gets targeted very quickly. And that's why you gotta be, you build up discreetly at first and then come out more when you have more allies, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and then knowing how to do it. That's why I hope you have those international conventions. Okay, so you have a convention. I would like to get some of these other people involved who are already along their way, doing the paperwork, doing all that stuff, but we got to take it to a whole new level if we really want to, pr- yeah. you know, protect ourselves. So how do they get involved in this? Because, like you said, there's there's much more to this.
0: Yeah, forget Let's about do papers. Do it for real. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. What we say to people in Canada, Canada, is you don't have to fill out any papers with the system. The minute you take out citizenship. That's all null and void. Any paper you ever did, your birth registration, taxes, voting—that's all gone because you're out of their jurisdiction. You're in hey, a well, new. How do you
1: have a? How do you fly on an airplane and do all that stuff? That's well, the you problem. don't right away.
0: I mean, realistically, you don't right away. Okay, you don't have to worry about most people working in the communities don't worry about uh, about flying on planes. Anyway, certain things are given up. That's inevitable, right? Just like you face the risk of being attacked. You know, we don't fudge that with people. But what we say is, once you're outside their jurisdiction, they have no legal hold over you. So you don't want to use their paperwork. You, you take a citizenship card, you're automatically a natural flesh and blood man and woman. The only way the system relates to you is the corporate fiction. So let them deal with it. We dump the corporate fiction, set up a republic based on the natural man and woman. They have no authority over you. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, but then how do you go? You know what I'm saying, how do we get over the border? How do we do some basic things? It, it, it's very difficult for people who are more international type. Like they actually fly yeah, yeah, well, places, you know, they do it, things. It's like,
0: it's like somebody saying, well, how do I keep using my laptop? Well, maybe you don't for a while. Okay. How do I, you're going to have to give up some of the goodies in the system to create a new society. Well, right?
1: I know, but you would think yeah. that to be free. We should be able to travel to, you know, to other places. So that's the kind of stuff. yeah. Go I'll ahead. I'll tell you
0: how it happens. Okay. I've known people who go across the border all the time. Half the time they're indigenous. Okay. They're indigenous people who say, Hey, look, I may live in Brantford, Ontario, but my family were from Albany, New York originally. You put a border right through my nation. That's recognized by the Americans and Canadians. So you find the right border guard and you can do it. It's about you know there's there's border crossing stations and you can look them up i don't want to say which ones but they're just little shacks of one guy sitting in there and you don't want to go to a big border crossing where there's cameras and, and everyone's worried about a supervisor monitoring them because they're all under scrutiny you don't try crossing there you go to the guy in the booth and you make the argument as a human being and they more often let you through i mean that's one way you use these kind of grassroots solutions eventually you know this is not going to be an issue because like I say, we're already have uh, treaties with indigenous nations that have claimed back their own territory. It looks difficult at first, and it is difficult when you're breaking ice. But then the more people who do it, the more these alternatives kick in, right?
1: Well, I know that Dolores Cahill and a group of them are creating Freedom Airlines for that purpose. They were doing it under the guise of um, masking. But I think they're another group that we need to get together with, because they they get this, they get what's going on here and say, okay, let's do these freedom airlines, but let's, let's figure out how to make it more inclusive. Let's figure this stuff out.
0: Right. So it, that's really important. Making allies, planting seeds. Um, every time you say something, you do something it's planting seeds all over in people's minds and it'll take years to grow up. But look, we were the only ones talking about genocide in the year 2000 about residential schools. Now, the whole system is using that word because it percolates out there. When you do something, it has an effect. You just have to have the long view all the time, right? And so, yeah, making those alliances all over with genuine people who wanna create an alternative, not people who wanna kind of bring us all back into the system to be slaves, right?
1: Yep, yep. So I think we're making progress. It's just getting, I always say, you get more of the leaders involved, more people who can think as with solutions And more of those people come forward, the movers, the people who know how to get things done or who have the courage to do things and the fortitude and they figure things out because me and you are not going to figure things out all on our own. It's not going to happen. And all the people you're listening, go ahead.
0: We're just the catalyst. I mean, I remember my friend, Colia Clark, she used to work in the Deep South uh, in the civil rights movement and not the kind of fancy Martin Luther King TV movement, but on the ground, teaching people to reclaim their rights. She said, whenever she went into an area, and these are really poor sharecroppers, right? Who couldn't even read. She said, I'm not the organizer. You people organize yourself. You know your problem, you know the solution. It's just a matter of giving them the confidence to act on their own. We're just the catalyst, boom, boom, okay? People have to run with this, or we're finished. If a lot more people don't run with this, then it's just you and me talking, right?
1: <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. And so we need a lot more people running with it. But I do think that this is the right time. People with this yeah, yeah. COVID nightmare, people are, holy crap, we have to do something. There's a lot no, of really smart bad. people who are business people, entrepreneurs, I, whatever they are, they're they're like their freedom and they're ready to move. We just got to get them doing it. We got to help them do it. I don't know how to help them other than do, exposing them to all the things I can expose them to. But I think a good start is your international conference.
0: July 1st and 4th. Um, It's going to be, if people are interested, uh, just uh, write to, uh, uh, well, actually, Republic Republic National Council at protonmail.com. They can send you all the details about how to be part of the call. And um, I can tell you what countries, Canada, US, England, Ireland, um, France, Italy, Germany, Sweden, Russia, Australia, New Zealand. They're all gonna be linked. How to coordinate our, it's kind of like our answer to the international corporatocracy. It's our new, or the United Nations, right? It's our new federation of free sovereign people in their own republics. And we're we're laying the seeds for that. So please um, be involved, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think people talking more on how to do it and getting the courage from each other, because if you don't get courage from each other, it's not gonna work. Um, but we don't have exactly. an option. I think we're to the point where what they're trying to do to us, it, us is so bad that we don't have an option.
0: That's right. And, you know, one of the things that always stands in the way, it's never the cop out there. It's the cop in here, right? And um, the ego, like people who, who give up a lot in life and struggle, they feel that they've, they've uh, earned the right to lead the movement because look at all that I've done for 20 years. I mean, you can fall into that really easily. And then it's all about you and your ego. And they don't know to learn. They don't like Sun Tzu says in the art of war, one of the main duties of the commander is to stay humble. Because if you're not humble as a commander, you can't see what's going on around you. You're too wrapped up in your own ego and your own plans and you get wiped out. So you got to be humble and listen all the time to the people and what they're bringing. Because when people start moving, they become a far more active and progressive than all of the, the leaders who have been yep. kind of ossified in this model for a long time and you got to follow and help guide that. Right. Yep, um, and, yep. But in a very humble way with people, not over them.
1: Well, and that's why I said there's no way we're ever going to be able to, other than to talk about it and things it's yep. getting all, every, all these smart people everywhere involved right. because that's how it's going to, you know, make a difference. Okay. So what else do you want to share with people?
0: I I touched on the the two big things about the the treaty uh, on the West Coast and with the indigenous nation. And there's four other indigenous nations that are in the process of signing a treaty with us. That means, again, from the grassroots, we're creating that international federation right within the borders. Um, And then that international conference where we try to bring this together, July 1st to 4th. Uh, Generally speaking, though, I think we all have to keep in mind that this whole thing in the Ukraine is massive distraction.
1: Oh, gosh. Yes.
0: And, you know, we have to turn away from that and not get sucked into the the two controlled streams of Republican and Democrat. That's how they control everyone. we got to have a third force of the people united on the ground. And that's really what we're working for now. That's the main message I want to leave. That's what we got to build, right?
1: I agree 100%. I've been thinking that for a long time. There has to be a third. There's a third way because this is awful. Yeah. Okay, so this is really wonderful, and I think the the um, Indian nations. Said, what, what's the right term to call them? Because I feel well, like I'm insulting. Go ahead. They've got
0: their own name for themselves. There's there they, like we don't call ourselves the white nation or the Caucasian. We're we're Americans or whoever, right? The Chilcotin people, uh, the the Cree, the Squamish, the you know. The, so you can generally call them indigenous. Um, But uh, it's funny, the word Indian, I don't know if you know this, but uh, it's taken from a reference Christopher Columbus made in his diary. He said these people who he met in the Caribbean, the natives, they're people of God, because they don't carry weapons, they don't fight each other, they share everything. They're very godlike people. So he called them in Dios, which in Spanish means of God or in God. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, so an Indian traditionally meant people of God, people who are one with each other and share and love, you know, the Gospels, right? Um, But naturally, the the Europeans later didn't want, you know, what right do we have to wipe out these God-like people? So they had to change it to say, oh, no, no, they were referring to India. Right, but that's that's not the historical source of the word. So people got to remember that. So yeah, call them whatever you like, just they're human beings like us, they have their own names, their own language and traditions, right?
1: Well, I think if they knew, I I think a lot of them don't know what the the true meaning of this Indian word is because it's such a beautiful original meaning that it's like, gosh, I wouldn't want to throw that away. Okay, well, so So awesome. Yeah, well, so awesome. And I think that uh, they are a perfect group to work with because they've been fighting for their sovereignty for a long time. I mean, they understand it, or there's more of them.
0: Well, just on that final note, uh, it's been the law in Canada since 1874 that you can't refuse a shot in the arm or medical treatment or you go to jail if you're living on an eating reservation. So I said that in our assemblies. I said, yeah, in this town on Vancouver Island in Duncan, you couldn't go... uh, 50 years ago, you couldn't go into a movie theater without a special pass. And they said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, if you're an Indian, right. And so in other words, they've been fighting this for a long time and they know how to fight it. And they just don't trust quote white people because of they've been sitting on their back and telling them for so long, but you got to, that's why we're forging the new alliance on the ground to that's the meaning of Kannada. It means, you know, we're sharing the land together side by side.
1: Yeah, well, it's so great because I think you can, like you said, to be humble. I think you can learn a lot from them, and I and seeing more people like you and seeing what's happening. Hopefully, they understand that you know, grouping with us and siding with us is better. But I have a question for you. There's a group of them that went to the Vatican and did this whole (laughs) apology thing. Now, who the heck are they? Because
0: they're the they're the puppets. They're the puppet Aboriginal leaders. They're raised uh, to think and act like the whites. They're on government payroll um their whole attitude and lifestyle is totally unlike any other native person they're puppets and they went there on command and because they're brainwashed in residential school uh to do what they're told and they did they played out their script but they were told by their indigenous elders in three different nations the Cree, the squamish and the mohawk that don't bother coming back to our territory if you go to rome because we disavow you. We have nothing to do with you. They put out a statement. The Coden put out a statement about that. But of course, the corporate media never printed it, right? Oh, of course. So, not. no, they're estranged from their own people for having gone to Rome, right?
1: Ah, uh, Interesting. Yeah, you would, the corporate media, you'll never hear that. In fact, you don't even hear these WHO amendments that they're trying to do. People yeah. aren't going to hear that on the corporate media until it actually is too late. Oh, well, you, you know. Go Google ahead. and
0: YouTube and YouTube and Google are both owned by GlaxoSmithKline, big pharma. That's why I lost my YouTube account as soon as we did our court verdict in January. Bang. 20,000 uh, subscribers gone. I don't have an account anymore cuz you know, you can't rely on their system for your own knowledge.
1: Right? No, no. They let they let it happen for a little bit, which actually was a blessing in disguise, but now they're they're done. So, you know, cuz we're fighting, we have a lawsuit against Google because it goes against our constitution. That yep. the government cannot like this this whole ministry of truth the government can't do that under our constitution they can't now they there might be a defense for google or youtube to do it but as, as soon as the government gets involved that's that's against our constitution but they're doing it openly i mean they don't well, even they're, they're the not even trying to hide it
0: yeah they've trashed the constitution we know that that's why we need to reestablish it that's so. exactly We're right the struggle Okay. that's
1: exactly right okay well thank you so much i so much appreciate you and keep being strong and we're going to have you on soon thanks sarah you're welcome have a great day
0: you too